0: You know, I had to give a little shout out. I had to get a little bit of that in, a little video. Let's let's watch it again. Beautiful Neyland Stadium, the home of the Tennessee Volunteers. This is Reckless Speculation, and we've got somebody new for you to entertain. Oh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Normally you see Raj and Shane with us. Both are traveling one with their family. Uh kind of one of them is kind of trapped outside the uh the hurricane iron and, uh travel scope. So he can't be here and the other one's leaving first in the morning. So let me make welcome, set me in for him tonight. Just what Robbie said we needed. One more Michigander. (laughs) But he's here on the night. We're gonna talk about Mel Tucker. Oh, JP, yeah. welcome to Reckless Speculation, my friend.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. I didn't know I was going to be on until about a half hour
0: ago, but we'll make <laughs> it happen. I didn't know nobody was showing up till about a half hour ago. So we're <laughs> on. To his that way, a normal cast are here every week. The man, the myth, the legend, the LinkedIn God, Tom Sloan.
2: Yes, and uh, it, if you uh, post some uh, illegitimate content on LinkedIn, I'm going to catch you, and I'm going to wipe you out. Yes, another uh, another adventurous, crazy weekend in uh, the world of sports, and I'm looking forward to discussing it and, and hearing about your guys' uh, weekend down there in Knoxville. Uh, I'm sure Robbie and I have got a lot to talk. I'm not, we're not
0: sure Robbie's sobered up from the weekend yet.
2: Probably not.
0: <laughs> Y'all welcome in. A graduate of a top 10 radio right at school, along with myself, wearing my little hoodie tonight. <laughs> we are in the top 10. We are 4-0. A graduate of the University of Tennessee, Robbie Davis.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, been a wild ride, and we're going to get to that in a bit. Um, But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this evening. Um, And, yeah, Wednesday came up quick for me. So, yeah, I also, JP, did not know I was going to be on here until about 30 (laughs) minutes ago.
0: (laughs) Every Wednesday for the last two years. Uh, So, as you can see, everybody, and in the comments that are coming in, we are not a well old machine, but we will try to put some entertainment out tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First, I want to start with, uh, obviously, what happened in Knoxville. And I think it, it's not just because Robbie and I are both Tennessee fans, but it did have a national impact on on, on uh, the polls and even could the bowl championship series, and I'll get to that in a minute. Robbie, we'll start with you. What was – I, I want to discuss first. I've been going to see to Tennessee games since 1990. I by far won't say this was the loudest game I've been in. I think Oklahoma, when they come in with Baker Mayfield comes to mind. Uh, upsetting Florida in 98, another game. The crowd was very loud. It was intense. But you almost felt like they was a paranoid – like hey, we know we're supposed to win this football game. We're loud, but we're kind of waiting for something bad to happen. Also, did you get that sense at any point?
3: Um. So let me. Yeah. So the OU game and the Ole Miss game are both night games compared to this day game. While it was a three thirty game, it still was a little earlier. So the the liquids weren't flowing quite as much as they were in those two games. Um. I thought there was a level of confidence and cockiness um, throughout the first three quarters. And then you got to the fourth quarter and you got that onside kick. And then there was a, you felt it. The whole stadium was like, oh my God, no, this can't happen. Like they are not going to come in here and win this last moment. Um, What I was impressed with, well, um, one the checkerboard atmosphere was awesome, game day was awesome. Um, and this is from a UT fan that expects our fan base to be a little spoiled with our huge facilities. Like, I mean, we are spoiled, the SC, like, like, yeah, it's bigger, better. Like, but game day was huge, packed to the T. To the um, and then the stands up 17, and I know. You want to say, of course, they're going to stay and beat Florida to the end. But they all did stay. The fans stayed. The upper, upper deck stayed. I, I sit in the upper deck. No one left. It was a great atmosphere. Thank God no one tried to brush the field because we're better than that. Um, it was just a great yeah, – you should be better than that, Randall. Um, I be, but I'm not, Robbie. It was the highest rated television show <laughs> over the – ice college football show of the weekend um just a great great atmosphere for the balls. great showing uh recruits loved it um overall just 10 out of 10 for the balls for this weekend
0: it was a huge I, I thank god for once we bring in uh like 20 official visitors and we win the football game so many times yeah. we've done lost the football game so uh tom Outside of and Rogers has talked about it and I agree with him. Outside of our little area here, um, Aaron Judge, by the way, just hit number sixty one, guys. Yep. Aaron Judge just hit sixty-one coming across my Twitter. Outside of our area, this game finally for once, probably since two thousand and seven or six, meant something nationally. You talked about having it on TV. What was the interest rate? Read- level around the speakeasy in this game well
2: as you guys knew we had a we had a uh a, a bit of a soiree at the speakeasy and it was no it was one of the uh, highlighted games um i think well we had a notre dame fan in the house and we had a ohio state fan in the house um, you need new friends well, there you, you know, there's a variety up here but uh <laughs> I mean, it it there's it definitely had a different feel, and I and I liken the Tennessee program to how Michigan was a couple of years ago, um, kind of just getting by barely, you know, bringing in big names, and it just never really uh, equating to much. But now they have an opportunity, just like Michigan did last year, they had an opportunity to to make good with uh, their big time recruits and a good coach. Um, so that's how I think. Tennessee's program is perceived here they they have all the pieces to make a run they have a good coach so it I mean let's face it college football is better off when Michigan is succeeding and when Tennessee is in the top 10 so um, for a college football standpoint it's it was a good thing I mean I think Knoxville showed up Uh, Pat McAfee was on the uh Manning cast uh Monday night talking about how it was an honor to be there and how you know football is life in that, that part of town and 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 I agree I, I think they they had to win that game. They were on the stage. It was the first time they were on that stage in a long time and and they did what they had to do. Yeah it was a close game. You know Florida wasn't gonna be a, a pushover and and you know what at the end of the game the best team won and and you know what this could propel Tennessee for the next couple of years, and it'll be interesting to see now how much that win means in three weeks here uh, against Alabama. That's going to make that game. You just might see game day back in Knoxville.
0: JP, I, I got a question for you. And I, I Often on this show and other shows, they talk about the fallen blue bloods of college football. Mm-hmm all in blue bloods of college football was FSU, Tennessee, and Nebraska. I've heard those names over and over lumped together. Yeah. Uh, Even though FSU had success since the other two have, we've seen Nebraska get worse. Now it's got fire spot for We've seen FSU kind of maintain where they're kind of mid-pack. Did Tennessee break away from the other two as the floundering program's just by what happened this week, or do they still have to go out and go 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 to prove to the nation they yeah. are a program? Still, well, I think much like
1: Michigan fans experience for years, you know, you guys come out the gates, you're off to a hot start, but you know, still looming ahead, you got the big boys coming. So, still, I think you guys gained a lot of momentum off the victory, and I think you got a legitimate Heisman candidate and Hendon Hooker. Which is bringing a lot of attention to the program, but uh, you knock off one of those big boys and we'll have a whole different
0: conversation here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Now, the last subject, we'll co- go ahead. last subject we'll cover with Tennessee, Robbie, and I do want to break this. In the next six weeks, we're by this week. We see in the next six weeks, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, and Kentucky what do you define success with that run is it two and two is it three and one and we are on the road at LSU and at Georgia uh, that that that's quite a, a gauntlet to run so let me just
3: this: the fan in me was still disappointed that we didn't get a night game at LSU even though i know it's it's death but i wanted to go i wanted to go to, to Baton Rouge at night but we got lucky we got the the 11am game which is absurdly early for Baton Rouge um so i think we win that game because of the time slot um if you go two and two these next four then that's a success. You end up you end up ten and two, and you're playing in the Sugar Bowl. That that that's for for a second season after the dumpster fire that Pruitt left. I mean, good God, could you imagine if you had told me when Pruitt was fired, in two
0: years we'd be in the Sugar Bowl? I'd be like, you're effing insane. But you and I had a pretty. He didn't debate when I said that we would go even bowling in the first year. I think you said two or three wins. Yeah. So I keep bringing up the point we've went in 16 months from handing out McDonald's bag to number eight in the nation. (laughs) Tom, that is my question because it is very hard. Sitting here in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, a UT graduate. Scott Frost is fired. Uh, so, you know, but he built the UCF program. Josh Heupel, uh fired at Oklahoma famously as OC. Utah State recruits and grooms Jordan Love, then follows Scott Frost at UCF. Now 18 months at Tennessee. I'm going to tell you right now, if the man wanted to run for governor tomorrow, he will probably get elected in the state of Tennessee. But, that's because we have orange glasses on how good is josh hopple
2: well i think you, you look at especially this off season he was very vocal about how he felt about his football team and all they've done is gone out and, and prove him right so so far so good on that standpoint but yeah you look at you look at these upcoming weeks lsu definitely beatable i i don't think they struggle with that game uh being a an early cook uh cook off kickoff uh, <laughs> helps them. That there will be kicking to uh, having a cook off there, I'm sure. But that helps them. Uh, but you know what? It's going to be a challenge against Alabama. But Knoxville is going to bring it, and that that home crowd. Just look at what happened in Texas with with Alabama. Those, those uh, ca- uh Cowboys, the Texas fans were up for that game. They were crazy, and it really affected how Alabama played. You know, and then you got Kentucky at home. That That's a very winnable game. And you know what? Georgia, I, I think after the the big game in week one that they had, you know what? They've, they've kind of uh, fizzled out a little bit. Yeah, they're the best team in the country, but I don't think they're as scary, we'll say, as they were, as we thought they were after week two. So um, as far as Heupel goes, he's he's all the hype. <laughs> Pardon the pun. He's... he's saying what he needs to say, and his team is backing him up. And, and that just tells you the the camaraderie they have in that locker room and how much faith they have in that coach. For him to go out there and really preach what he's got and them to turn around and back it up on the football field. I, I think he's the real deal. I don't think he is as uh, fraudulent as somebody we'll talk later in the show. So we'll just a uh, little foreshadow. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of foreshadowing.
0: All right, JP, I got one quick question for you and Robbie. I'm gonna let you close out the balls, Florida. JP, um, let's did you? Let's talk about the Florida program. Um, they've been through almost a Tennessee like uh, they've been through. I think three coaches and nine years. It is. Mm-hmm. Is Florida in danger of keeping hiring and firing coaches? to put nerve program at risk. I mean, Billy Napier is a Chattanooga guy and yeah. back then, I still root for Billy Napier, but you've got his nickname locally is Sun bet. Billy Sun belt, Billy
1: <laughs> you've
0: got a belt coach, probably running. I'm going to tell you guys, you could recruit a top five car, a class. Yeah. With a in Gainesville, Florida. I think it's the most ready to win program in the nation, Florida. What's Billy Napier got to do at Florida to get that program back?
1: Uh, I think this year you got to get to at least get to that seven. If they can go bowling this year, I think that'd be pretty good. But like you said, you know, it's a ready-made-to-win program. It's the all the best players in the country play in Florida. So I think you have to, you know, gradually get better this year, make a bowl, and then you need to start competing in the East within the next couple of years because that seat gets
0: hot down there quick. Yeah, expectation in Florida is unreal. Great point, mm-hmm. Robbie. Final words on Tennessee, Florida. Uh, what you can re- remember about Tennessee, Florida?
3: <laughs> um, well, I will say this for the Michigan guys: Florida is the southern program that reflects Michigan. Like, like they're still trying to hire the right coach. They're good. At, they they're good at all sports, but still trying to find together. And yeah. Napier, like they're just still they're like they win the the, the the conference or the side of the conference, but it's not good enough. They fall back, and it's just kind of a shuffle for the last decade or so. Um that's coming from a Tennessee fan. We've been shuffling board for 20 years, but <laughs> the last the last takeaway from the Florida Tennessee game was um this is why. ESPN is going to pay out the wazoo for this twelve-team playoff. I'm against it, but a a home playoff game in a college campus is going to be insane, and it's it's, it's going to be nuts. And the live TV is going to rocking. It. It's going to it's going to, it's going to be rocking, and, and this atmosphere is just amazing.
0: All right. I want to get around one more subject with college football. I think you summed it up well. Clemson, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, I think it was the, it was the other game of the day in college football. Wake Forest loses their quarterback at the start of the season. We all bury Wake Forest as not the same program without one player. Clemson, 52. Wake Forest, 45. Tom, is Clemson for real or is Wake Forest still for real? Or are they both? just okay football teams. My theory is the ACC has got about five good football teams and no great football team. Start
2: with that. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, I, to start off, I don't think Clemson's number five. I, I really don't. Um, their defense is very suspect since Brent vegetables has, uh, uh, departed and, uh, um, DJ, um, I'm delayed. Yeah, I'm not going there. Um he, he just, cool. yeah, yeah, he uh he just hasn't he hasn't met maybe the hype. I know Raj was talking about it last last week, how you know he, he was one of the best fo- college or high school football players coming out of California, part of a great family, and he just get into a program that it's it just doesn't fit. And and here we're in year three, and yeah, they're ranked five, but I don't know. I don't know if he's the answer. Uh, Wake Forest seems to always be a thorn in people's sides every year. Um, they should have won that game. But what's that? Purdue of the ACC. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. That Yep. Same color schemes too. So um, I, I just think they should have won that game. Uh, they had it. And um, I think the lights got a little bit too bright for them, but I think they're an okay team, and yeah, the ACC is what it is. Um, there's there's nobody that's going to stand out and be better than you know, like you would say in the SEC. But um, but Clemson, I don't know. And we're going to find out this week uh, if if Clemson's you know any good, and because they're they're going up. What he going up against this week? They're playing NC State, uh, so that that'll be a pretty good battle for uh, for Clemson. So we'll see. But I, I think your your uh, analogy of two okay teams is probably right, and Clemson might be just a little bit better. J.P., uh, Clemson and
0: Wake Forest, uh, your question is more of an overall ACC. Um, Clemson plays Nebraska, or, uh, NC State this week. One of those teams are going to be thrust into, yeah, they're going to be a college playoff team. Is there anybody – in that conference that it could play with Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia? Or are they, at best, is it just a very good football team that is Tennessee or Florida? Well, I actually, I kind of disagree with what Tom was talking
1: about because I think DJ Ungulele, Lelu, or I think he's played very well this year, actually. If you look at his numbers, he's been fighting off that Freshman kid behind them, and Wake Forest did have Sam Hartman come back. He threw six touchdowns, and I would I would argue that Wake Forest could probably score on just about anybody in the country. So I think Clemson is the team, and I, Florida State. You'll you'll learn more about them when they play Clemson. Uh, I don't really know about any of the other teams. Maybe North Carolina is a dark horse. Uh, How about
0: Syracuse? Four 0 have they've beaten yeah. Purdue. They've beaten Virginia. Uh, it, there's quietly 4-0. Nobody's talked about them at one. even brought them into the top 25. Yeah. Well, I don't think they've played. I mean, they got to – I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't
1: really got to watch Syracuse much this year. I'm not going to lie. Um, but we'll see. I mean – They this, they stole a
2: win. They stole a win from Purdue a yeah. couple of weeks back. They. They caught a couple lucky breaks real late, and uh, they got that win. Was uh, this Hartman's first week back?
0: Say that again. What was this Hartman's first week? First week no. back?
1: No, Hartman came. I think he actually came back last game. He's okay. He only missed one game, and I mean, six touchdowns against Clemson is pretty good, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think that there's any definite team in the ACC or any conference for that matter, that you can say
0: later on down the line will be a college football playoff contender. All right, Robbie, uh, any words on Clemson-Wake Forest? You didn't go to Wake Forest, did you? You went to every other college in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to
3: Wake Forest for a party weekend.
0: Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look,
3: I mean, the ACC – Guys, the this, this separation is growing, and, and it, that Clemson's the best of the best out there. They're not number five in the country, and to go to overtime, it's Wake Forest. Um, I know teams have good games and bad games. That conference is going to eat itself up, and... There's just not going to be a lot to talk. We're, we will not be talking about the ACC this time next month. I can assure you that. Okay. Outside of, outside of
1: Georgia, is there any definitive top five team? I haven't really seen it.
0: Alabama and Ohio State.
1: Yeah. But. I
0: definitely think they're two and three. I think there's probably 20 teams that could be four at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Robbie. Uh, real fast – One word or one sentence answers. I'm going to come around the panel. I've got two future Tennessee opponents for you. I kind of want an instant reaction. Uh, Georgia, 39, Kent State, 22. Any noise to Kent State hanging 22 on Georgia?
3: No, just, I mean, a
0: lazy game. Kentucky, 31, Northern Illinois, 23. Any re- instant reaction to that or just a lazy game? Lack of preparation there. Mm. Mm. All right, Tom, a couple of games uh, out there for you. One I want to ask you about is in the SEC, but it's a nice story to me. After losing to Appy State, Arkansas, I mean, Texas A&M rebounds and beats Arkansas.
2: Uh, key turnover at the right part of the game. Um late second half when uh, Arkansas was getting ready to go in and score. And for whatever reason, the running back decides to to go over the top from like the four yard line, coughs up the ball in Texas A&M, you know, crazy run up the sideline and then kind of just hands it off to the, to his teammate was running behind him and they got caught in like a melee and, and Arkansas never saw him. He came out of the pile. I, I think that was the key in that game. In the wild
0: field goal. All right, I'll come back to you for the second game. I want to talk to you because I think with JP, it's going to lead to a bigger conversation. But I do want to get JP. I've got two games. He's filling in for Rods tonight, so if the games will definitely have a West Coast bias. So I hope (laughs) hope you got to see them. But the first one, (laughs) Kansas State beat Oklahoma. Brent Mm -hmm. Venables goes down in his first real test. Adrian Martinez, the Nebraska transfer. Lots of them up. Instant reaction from you, is what? I just I think that with Adrian Martinez
1: and Deuce Vaughn in the backfield, I think that Kansas State had has a legit offense, and I, I'm not surprised. Quite honestly, I don't think Venables packed his
0: defense from Clemson yet, but you got to give him some time to do that. Yep. Okay, I, I, and I agree with you. I really like Adrian Martinez. Was a commit to Tennessee at one point. Yeah. The other one, of course, is Raj being a USC graduate, but here's a team in the top six, struggles with Oklahoma or Oregon State, who was undefeated coming into the game. And in my head, we saw the two best Pac 10 or Pac 12 teams play.
1: Yeah.
0: He hangs on and just 17 14 over Oregon State. Well, I think it was good that, you know, they got
1: the run game going. Travis died. I think Caleb Williams struggled a little bit, but. I don't think it's ever easy to go on the road and win at Corvallis. And I think mm. their defense answered some questions and made some big top big stops down the stretch. Uh, Oregon State was scoring a lot of points coming into that game. So I think that was really positive for uh, Lincoln
0: Riley there in the first year. All right, guys. We're going to expand these next two a little bit, get them all around the panel, even though I originally just list this one to Tom. But I do think we need to maybe expand on it. Michigan 34, a much improved Maryland team 27. I think Mike Loxley is going to get it done at
2: Maryland. It's taking him
0: some time. Tom, instant reaction.
2: Raw quarterback. Um, is he the right fit? Absolutely. Uh, it's going take it's going to take a little bit. JJ's got uh, mo- as many tools as anybody in the country. He just needs to bring it together. Um, I was a little, little uh, disturbed by the lack of pass rush from Michigan, um, which really opened up a lot of opportunities for Tungila Vo- Viola to, to get downfield and also uh, make plays with his legs. But ultimately, um, the better team did win. Um, uh, they're going to need, uh, you know, JJ to really uh, make some plays this week. Iowa doesn't score much. But they've got a solid defense, so it'll be another good test for them this week. But um, uh, no need to panic. Uh, this is a, a, an example of playing cupcakes, and then you had your first true competition, so they were a little little bit slow, but they'll be okay. I I, I am
0: impressed, though, at where this Maryland program was a few years ago and where is it at now. So uh, I do think yeah. it's They're not there good. proven. Their
2: secondary, their secondary is 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 one of the better secondaries in the country, and 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 they they held Michigan in check for probably two and a half three quarters of that game.
0: We're going to talk about that a little more. I want to talk about Maryland. I got one little tidbit, JP. I'd like to get your instant reaction on Michigan Maryland, and Robbie, if you have anything to add at the end, go ahead and throw it in. I think a lot of people here
1: are downplaying the caliber of coach that Loxley really is. And how well he's recruited in that D.C., Maryland area where there's tons of talent. You know what I mean? And so
2: Michigan recruits their good. I
1: thought that uh, coming out of it, I thought it was their first test. Uh, I think we ran the ball real well. Uh, our quarterback is going to be good. Obviously, he's got to, you know, hmm. ca- build that callus up a little bit. Uh, the defense is concerning. Uh, we got to find a pass rush from some- somewhere. Uh, but... You know, it's something to build off of playing real competition. So I walked away from it pretty encouraged. It wasn't as close as the uh, score indicated as Maryland scored at late touchdown there, but not too bad.
2: Blake Corum, top two, three running backs in the country.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Robbie, Mike Locksley's 18 and 50 as a head coach. But Alabama, since 2019 on the offensive side, I think – Everyone gives Lane Kiffin credit for the improvement in Alabama's offense. But I also think Mike Lotsley put some twists on that offense. And I don't know in 2020, of course, in 2021, they had a Heisman winner. It took some guts for Maryland to hire this guy with such a bad head coaching resume and such a stellar assistant coach resume. Did it not? And what's your... What's your overall feel of the Maryland program?
3: Yeah, I agree. Like, he uh, did not do well in New Mexico, I believe, and then um, went to Alabama. And then, I mean, Alabama's the coach's car wash, as we all know. Um, <laughs> comes to Maryland, which has some some success, but not lately. Um, they're in a tough spot in the Big Ten because they don't really fit in the Big Ten. And while you have that D.C. metro area, so does Virginia Tech, NC State, UNC, and so UVA. And so there's, there's a, it's a tough area to recruit for football. Um, but look, to compete in this, hey, if this game was in College Park, Uh, maybe it's a different scenario and maybe they get the upset. Um, With that being said, though, yeah, I think Lockson's a good coach and he keeps battling. I think he's he's getting there. But, man, in the Big Ten East, it is such an uphill Mm -hmm. battle because you have the juggernaut. Like, it's the most, I think, uh, unfair-weighted conference, division-wise, of any of those conferences. And so, if you're in that Big Ten East, man, you are just—you can have a 500 year, and that's a, a hell of a year. Um, but people are just like, "Well, why aren't you winning more?" Well, it's very hard to compete in that that side of that conference.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that's true, and I think that you're looking at you, right now the SEC East has three teams in the top ten. The West is traditionally the power of the SEC, but I'm not sure the Big Ten East eaten a little more of a juggernaut every year than either one of those. Um, but I, I think the key for Mike Loxley is he set, had success in the portal. Uh, Maryland might not be a school that's going to recruit five-star athletes, but it's got to be a destination for kids looking for a second team. And I think that's where he excels and can bring this program back. So uh, I, I, th- I really – I really look for, root for Mike Loxley. I've got to meet him one time. He is absolutely a great guy. So root for a good guy to get ahead. Now, with that, we're going to move on to a guy that I have a hard time rooting for. And he may be a great guy. But for some reason, he loves.
2: He, he loves. He, he does he love. Loves. <laughs> rubs, rubs Did you get Randall, hit with the hurricane? <laughs>
0: he rubs with Randall the wrong way, and we want to go. We want to move on to Michigan State, uh, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I I have probably more loyal state fans in my inner circle of friends than I do Michigan fans. So uh, for me, but let's talk about Mel Tucker's resume. The candidate at Tennessee. Loses that job to Jeremy Pritt, which is probably a mistake on Tennessee's part. Goes to Colorado, has not great success, but good enough to get him the Michigan State job. Hits the portal, lands Kenneth Walker II, which I think is a lifetime transfer. Uh, takes a couple kids from Tennessee even and puts a monster year together for Michigan State. Monster beats Michigan, um, was was easily uh, easily one of the stories of college football last year. Michigan State then uh, I think it's 95 million dollars. Tom, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Give yeah. Tucker 95 million dollars uh, locks him down for for 10 years and I think this is a high ended buyout And what happens this weekend? going um, to let you go know there. Michigan State's weekend.
2: Well, it, it started it started before last season began. Um, the the thought that he could pull at Michigan State what he did to Colorado because the grumbling's were he's going to LSU and there was a lot of speculation that he was going to LSU. So I think I think this was a knee jerk reaction by uh, the Michigan state university. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, number two, the fan base is absolutely nauseating in a, in a sense that tuck coming and this and that. And so <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's had a lot of pressure put on him for that phrase, which uh, makes my blood boil every time I hear it. Um, so yeah, he got lucky by getting a generational type, um, uh, uh, running back. Breaking news: Coolio just died. Uh, you heard it here first. down reckless speculation: oh, wow. Coolio, Coolio, the rapper, just died. So <laughs> back, back, back to back to regular scheduled programming. Um, so yeah, he gets Candy Walker the third uh, out of the portal, who has an unbelievable year. Speaking of, oh, are first, you to credit your ago. sources for that? What kind uh, of that would be CNN? That would be CNN. Yeah, yeah CNN, come on, uh, come on. Did you
0: really think Tom would have no. anybody at him other than CNN and Sports Illustrated? I mean, don't, well, don't
3: be a rookie. You got to credit your <laughs> sources. First reported M- by
2: MSNBC doesn't have an app, but yeah, it's a, it's it's CNN. True. So he wouldn't want to be Fox News. I'll put it that oh, way. Hell no. <laughs> hey, no, I don't. I don't listen. I don't watch that rag. <laughs> Fox
3: News <laughs> so. would be. Fox News would would be like. <laughs> oh. <terrible>. oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Immigrants are causing the hurricane.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, anyways, so yeah, he has a big, se- a big season. Beats Michigan so last year. They're only, they're only lost in the Big Ten. So then, the, the expectations were even more so this year. Um, yeah, and here's a team that comes into East Lansing that nobody's talking about. Uh, PJ Fleck is rowing the boat to an absolute uh, curb stomping of the Fighting Tucks in East Lansing. That game was an absolute blowout from the beginning. I don't think half of that team let, got out of Seattle. I think they, they got stuck in the uh, homeless compounds of Seattle uh, and never made it on the plane home. Um, is this bad coaching? I don't know. Is Peyton Thorne uh, the most overrated uh, quarterback? since Jeff Smoker in the, in the big 10, I don't know. Uh, they have probably the worst secondary in the big 10. So has he been successful in the Porter that portal this time? I don't, it doesn't look like it, his recruiting. Yeah. He recruited well on paper, but it's just, it, it's not coming together. And, and that, that loss out there in Washington uh, really took a lot out of that team and, 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 Thirty-four to seven at home against the 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 Fighting uh, Boat Rowers. It, it's not a good look for Tuck coming. It looks like Tuck would be going if, if he, he has any more games like that. Uh, PJ Fleck, another one that makes Randall
0: can't stand him list. But <laughs> they beat, uh, uh ten years, ninety-five million. I just verified. You're in the area. What's the local media? in the local sport talk, say, about Mel Tucker right now? I think it's it's complete hypocrisy here now. The guy is one of the
1: highest-paid coaches in the country. He's in year three, mind you, but the local media here is giving 2020 a pass. Now, if this was Jim Harbaugh, then, you know what I mean, he'd be on the fine-bomb show and everything else. <laughs> so I think he's getting a pass up here, but he doesn't deserve it for what he's making.
2: Yeah, they... They um, we have a, a local radio program here. We won't mention because it's terrible. Um, that's all they talk about is Mel Tucker. It, they're the they're the <laughs> afternoon drive guys, and they yep. both are uh, Michigan State grads. And all they do is talk about Mel Tucker, and it and it's just. <laughs> it, and and if you mention anything about Michigan, that it's just they come back with, oh well, you know this and that. But it's yeah, like JP said, it's it's a big hypocrisy around here. And um although uh, uh Michigan State the fans I, I think they're very fair weathered in a sense when when they're winning, they're there, and when they're yeah. not, they seem to disappear. So uh fully expected.
0: All right, Robbie Davis, you're a numbers guy, you're a TV, you're a media guy. I'm gonna read you something. Top five paid coaches in America. Dabo, and this is based on annual average volume. Debo Sweeney. million. Nick Saban, 10.35 million. Kirby Smart, 10.25 million. All have a national championship. Lincoln Riley, 10 million. Does not have a national championship. Young coach has made the playoffs. Brian Kelly, 9.5 million. Has made the playoffs at LSU. Tied for five with Brian Kelly at 9.5 million record 20 and 16 male Tucker. what is your reaction when you hear that number
3: well my gut reaction is tucker came from savings tree so i assume jimmy sexton's his agent
0: is that correct I, i i actually think you are correct i'm i was gonna bring that up next
3: yeah so nobody runs circles around athletic directors more than jimmy sexton so he just literally, he will just I think he gets coaches fired just to get his other coaches a raise. Yeah. Oh, so and so LSU's looking at him. LSU was not gonna damn hire Mel Tucker, who has won had one winning season in Michigan State, to come down there, and then he got him 9.5 million dollars. That's what he does. That's what Jimmy Sexton does. Um, do I think he's a terrible coach? No. Is he worth $9.5 million a year? No. He just lost to Washington, Minnesota. He's got a toss-up at Maryland. Then Ohio State a loss. Wisconsin a loss. At Michigan a loss. Then at Illinois is going to be a, oh, my gosh, you better win or else wh-
2: They won't is make it a bowl is game. It Big
3: Ten money buyout decision. Um, so you went from the – Uh, huge contract to you better get your stuff together. Um, but yeah, this is a Jimmy Sexton special. And I would be shocked if Jimmy Sexton is not his agent. He is actually, there's actually a word that that he's
1: not getting paid by the university. There's actually a couple big donors that are paying his contract.
2: Hmm. I think Matt Ishbia being one of them. Yep, yep. So I did hear that.
1: Is that
2: Ishbia? Matt Ishbia was part of uh, um. Izzo's, what year was it? Uh, 2000. 2000. 2000 National Championship Team. He is the uh, CEO of a a very um, large mortgage are, company in the area. Are we that, breaking
3: news on
2: a NCAA violation? <laughs> I know he was uh, one of the big donors. Yeah. Rumored,
0: or rumored NCAA violation. Yeah, yeah. His agent is listed as Neil Cornrich. Ah. He was hired August 29th, 2020. I was I just got hired. Neil yeah. needs a raise. <laughs> yes. Let's look uh, at Jimmy's face. So, here's my perception, and we'll go around. I want to get – I've often said that Michigan State is a program that can win but must have a coach that can develop talent. Is it possible that Mel Tucker can go out and recruit against Michigan, head dad, and and my friend George Jackson probably right now probably uh, blocking me on, uh, on on Instagram? But to me, it's uphill battle. Battle moving forward is recruiting his own state. I'm not even sure he's what's in his own state. I, I think kids would go out of state before going to Michigan State. How does he recruit in Michigan,
2: Tom? Well, this past recruiting class, he actually did really well. He, he, he goes to areas that Harbaugh generally doesn't, like Belleville and Detroit. You don't see a lot of recruits come going to Michigan out of those, those two particular areas, and they're, they're a hotbed of football. Um, so he has been going to those areas, but I think it's a lot like a lot like a Harbaugh situation where he's got to bring the right coaches in. in. College football isn't it? It's it's not just about the head coach; it's about the coordinators. And I, I really think that's where my, Michigan State's fallen short in the previous years. They haven't had the right coordinators in place to 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 coach up the kids they bring in, and and just like Michigan, the past couple of years. Uh, prior to last year, you know, Harbaugh was trying to do it himself. I don't think he brought the right pieces in, and, and he did. So if Tucker can bring in a lot of uh, maybe some some Michigan State players of old, maybe get them in the mix uh, and bring in some right coaches that are going to work with the, the the type of talent that they're bringing in, I think he's got a chance. But you know what? That, that remains to be seen. How long is he going to hang on? How long is the university going to give him? I mean, when you're paying the guy $9.5 million, that doesn't leave a whole lot left for uh, the, the the coordinators. And I think that's one thing that Harbaugh did that I can appreciate. He will say took a pay cut in order for some, some of the bigger name coordinators to come in. They were able to do that. So um, as far as recruiting in Michigan, he doesn't do so bad, but – I don't think he's got the right staff in play for them to succeed. Well, one of the things he did, though, is he hired Wilcher away
1: from Kaz Tech, who is one of the most prominent programs in the Detroit Public League. In
2: Detroit. So yeah.
1: that gets you into Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then they got a connection with Belleville because Coach Crowell and Coach Harbaugh don't see eye to eye. So I think you're mm-hmm. going to see uh, Tuck coming, recruiting big in the state of Michigan because between the Public League and Belleville. Those are the those those are the the schools that are
0: putting out all the d1 yeah.
1: prospects
2: yeah. Belleville is a powerhouse
0: yeah so in 2021 he finishes 26 signs more kids from the state of georgia than he does Michigan
2: hmm.
0: well well and the, i'll just like look like
3: where you're located doesn't really matter right so that makes no <clears throat> geographical sense why you like football is a Summer to early winter sport. Why would you want to go do August practices in the South? That's miserable, right? But, but people go down there and do it because it's when you're a high school athlete, you look, I want if I'm going to play in college, I want to go to the pros. So it's who can get you to the pros? And that's the standard. That's all you look mm-hmm. at. Maybe back in the day, it would be like. Oh, my parents could come see me play. That those days are gone. That they're private jets. Like there's so much money involved now. It's who can get me to the pros. And that's where that's where saving stacks five stars on five stars on five stars. That's what Kirby Smart's doing at Georgia. We'll get you to the pros. You just sit and wait for your two years. You play one year, let's heal on your body, and you're in the pros. That's what that's what the goal is. That's what Ohio State's doing. That's what Michigan is now starting to do now. It is come here, sit, don't get hurt, wait, you're getting to the pros. And that's where these middle-tier big conference schools are going to lose on. Like, hey, if you're Mel Tucker, you better hit on these
0: people. You better get them into the pros. Because if you don't, people are going to stop looking at you. Robbie, I think your point's valid. I, I think there's a few programs. We talked about Florida. Is got to build in Texas. Got to build in at USC. Got to build in. State of Tennessee's getting better, but the, the University of Tennessee signs four to five kids from inside the state a year. And I think Michigan State's recruiting has to mirror Tennessee's in that they have to be able to go outside of that hundred-mile radius and bring in. You know, Tennessee lives by bringing in a lot of times kids out of Georgia last year, we signed five kids out of Georgia that not necessarily was offered by Georgia, but was offered by everybody else.
3: Yeah. I get what you're saying, Randall, but that's an outdated model. Now it's now Texas A&M had a $30 million fund. It doesn't matter where you're from. Just like, do you just come here? Tennessee, we paid $8 million for a quarterback allegedly or whatever, like so <laughs> all of that doesn't matter anymore. There's no in-state, there's no out of state. It is just no, traditions are, you are out bo- the window. Yeah. Where's your boosters? Where are they paying your money? How old is Hooker? 27? All
2: right. We're 30th birthday party somewhere
3: um people go to school. So Nebraska, if you guys want to stop
0: sucking, you better get some money and pony up. Yeah, we famously ponied up to the tune of about 28 million rumored this year. Yeah. All right, question about Michigan State. Top just ten about, already. Just go. On. Yeah. Hey, and we added a two million dollars annual of revenue just by tearing out some seats and putting a, a drumbotron up there. Oh, I got it. I got an email today.
3: 2023 season tickets are already on sale. Oh yeah, they're they're Good. they're drumming it up.
0: They. I got my renewal slip. Sunday after beating Florida on Saturday. Oh. Tuck's contracts five years. two questions and everybody it's ten years. Does he make it five years? It's ten years. Uh, ten years sorry ten years. Contracts 10 years. Does he make it five years? Does he make it ten years? What in the next five years what does his record look like? Start with JP. uh
1: I think that he will only because that school doesn't carry an expectation like Michigan or Ohio state. And like I said, the local media is kind of hypocrisy around here. So I think he's going to have, they're going to let, they're going to give him that five years to work in his players. And, you know, it's kind of what they're selling now. I think that he'll make it though. I think he's selling an sec program because those, those are his roots. That's where he's from. So he's trying to recruit that. He wants to compete with the big boys. Uh, I don't think that Mark left the cover. I think Mark left the cover pretty bare for him. Uh, I do see him making it. I, My panic level, on if I was a Michigan State fan, would be like a four right now. But Good. I think he Good. has time to turn it around. Uh, I just don't think that he merits the money that he makes. But that's just my
0: opinion. Robbie, same question. And add that panic level to it because I'm, I'm going to jump in on this thing.
3: Um. Yeah, I think he will still beat up on the Indiana's, the Maryland's, and the Rutgers. They'll he'll finish fourth in the East for the next five years, and maybe he beats upsets Penn State, Michigan, every once in a while. Um, yeah, I go over panic level. Um, until Tom Izzo retires, it's a three. But Tom Izzo retires, it's an eight.
2: Oh, good point. All right, Tom. Well, like JP said, Michigan State is not a program where they you know, um uh, butt cheeks are uh sm- smoking, we'll say. Like Brian <laughs> Kelly, like Brian Kelly will be we're here in the next month down in Baton Rouge. Um they're going to give him every chance in the world and and they're definitely not going to cut him loose seeing that they ponied up all that money for him. So, he 5 years he'll definitely be there 5 years. I and I agree with JP again. I think uh Peyton Thorn was not his quarterback. L- let's see what happens when he brings in his own his own guys. Um see if that works out. So I think 5 years is a good barometer. Um but the panic level of Michigan State fans, like I said before, when they're not winning they they crawl under a rock. You never hear anything from them until the, it comes the Michigan game and they like to bring up old old games well we beat you guys in, but you know then again so but I don't think there's much of a panic level for Michigan State fans
3: I will say this though when that new Big Ten TV contract signed 95 million dollars is chump change like, I agree That that's just tax write off money they're uh, making so much money that's go ahead Robbie. Oh, I was gonna say, I mean, if you want that, now you're talking LSU Auburn territory. Just hire a guy, pay $100 million, fire him a million dollars, fire in the next year,
2: just rinse and repeat. LSU is gonna do that with Brian Kelly. He's an absolute Auburn's doing it again. Auburn's gonna do Michael. it too. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well let Auburn's me add, gonna do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I'm whatever the model is. Uh, I'm still a believer in that. If you can't get players, you're going to die. If you take so far uh, two years on the program, including this recruiting cycle, Tucker has never finished higher than 26. I don't, there's programs that can live at 26 and can win. I'm not sure that him and his staff is one of those programs that consistently develops, can consistently develop talent. I think y'all are right in that he has He has a long window. You can't fire him. Not at 95 million. I think, though, we'll see this play out as a sub-500. He's 20 and 16 now. He will be sub-500 by the time he's fired, whenever that comes. So, five years, six years, seven years, eight years, whatever it is. he's, He's a career six and six coach in my head. But... For my boy George Jackson. I hope I'm wrong. All right, guys. It's a great college football segment. I loved it. I loved it. We got, we covered a crap load of territory in just a little time. So let's move on to the NFL. We want to stick around and try to get, we, we're going to have to get in a little of this Braves Mets talk at the end of it. But let's move on to the NFL. And I want to start with. The NFL, Robbie famously says, has one of them every week. Every week, somebody wins a football game. And you go, How did that happen? Well, this week, the team that I picked to go to the AFC championship game that was 0-1-1 uh, somehow pulls the victory off of the Kansas City Chiefs. We know there's parity in the NFL, but... Did the Colts figure something out, or did the Chiefs lay a egg, Robbie Davis? I think a little bit of
3: both. Um, the Chiefs have not been all that great this year. Um, look, everyone was curious if they'd missed Tyreek Hill or not. The answer is overwhelmingly yes. Yeah. And you cannot overstate what it means to have – a person on the sideline that at least two people have to account for, and then you open up with Travis Kelsey, like, like it it's a whole game changer. So now the field is shrunk, and yeah, so uh am I overreacting? No, but the, the Chiefs are not the team they were last year, and this may be a huge blunder that they did not re-sign Tyreek Hill, whatever they had to do to get him back. Because um, they look way different, and the Dolphins look a lot different. And that's a game changer when you – if you can 2-on-1 in any position, and with the Chiefs they had with Kelsey 2, 2-on-1, that's 4-on-2 defense versus offense. That no wonder Mahomes looked so great in his early years. That's mismatch heaven. And with Andy Reid calling plays, so what so to make a uh, long answer short? Um, it was an upset just because of the spread. But when you look back and think of it, no, the Chiefs just aren't what we were. I and mean, we, I think we fall trapped this every NFL year. Oh, this team's better than they were last year. There's so much turnover, and uh, no, each year is a different year and each week's a different week. And so I got busted and I'm sure everyone
0: else did too. <laughs> yep. JP, you, you had a resounding yes on that Tariq Hill comment. And I'm with you on that. Expand on that a little bit for our audience. I
1: think that uh I think the Chiefs figured out quickly that McCole Hardman isn't Tariq Hill. Yeah. So what a lot of teams did last year when they had Tariq Hill is they played that two high safety look. And, you know, you you force Mahomes to be a game manager. I don't think they have that deep threat now. Now I think the defenses can get a little bit more creative with their coverages and blitzes and whatnot, how they're coming at them. So I think Mahomes is seeing a little bit. He's seeing a little bit different than what he's used to because he's always used to having Tariq Hill. And I think the frustration showed on the sideline when him and the were going at it.
0: Yeah. I agree. Tom,
2: close us out on the Colts, Chiefs. Well, when when you're a quarterback that has the the elusivity, if that's a word, uh, in the pocket, such as Mahomes, uh, so there's no ever a play that's that's dead. You have a quarter or a, a receiver in Tyreek Hill that he finds holes. He he's a zone breaker. You take that out of the mix. There's your safety security blanket. Who's his go to now? Everyone knows it's going to be Travis Kelsey. Uh, who do they bring in to 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 replace Tyreek Hill? They bring in uh, Scantlin from the Packers, who never really uh, amounted to a whole lot. besides their number three receiver and Juju uh, TikTok's uh, C- uh, Smith Schuster, um, who, let's face it, he's 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 at best a three. So you take that out of the mix. I think their offense becomes fairly predictable. It seems to me like the enemy is trying to keep Mahomes in the pocket a lot more than he, he's uh, wanting to, which is something to look down the field. There's there's a little bit of a, uh, a mistrust between your coordinator who calls the plays and, and the quarterback. So you're half, you're half a billion-dollar quarterback, so it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but I I really think uh, they put a lot of their eggs in the Tyreek Hill's basket, and they're seeing the effects of them not being on the field uh, and on the flip side, you know, Miami, although he didn't do a whole lot this week, but the week prior, if not for Tyreek being on the hill on the field, they don't come back in Baltimore. So yeah. um, bottom line is, I think, I think the Colts are a good football team. They're a good home football team. Um, and you knew they weren't going to stay down for long. Uh, they have a huge game this week against your, your, your Tennessee Titans. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. But I think Kansas City, uh, a little bit predictable. Uh, maybe the ship is starting to to sail a little bit. But um, let's look back to the past couple years. The Chiefs kind of started off slow midseason. Eh. And by the end of the year, they were right in the mix. I don't know if that's going to happen this year because of the talent that they have. So we'll see.
0: All right, guys, I want to give a quick update. Braves are in extra innings tied 2-2 with the, the Nationals and the Mets and Marlins are tied four four in the bottom of the night. So baseball's oh, best pennant race is going to go down to the end. We'll talk about it in a
2: little bit. How about the Tigers? Five wins in a row. Go <laughs> <The> Tigers. <laughs> hey, yeah. they they knocked they knocked the White Sox out of the playoffs. So
0: hey. Hey, good job. Let's skip yep. to a team that really might be in the playoffs. Tom, I'll open it up with you. The Vikings and the Lions. 28-24. You're shaking your head. That that opportunities to
2: win that football game. Well, uh, Detroit was undoubtedly the better football team on the field on Sunday. Uh I think, think they got victimized by uh uh the Dan Campbell, maybe. Over coaching first half, he was four or four and fourth down conversions. Second half, he was 0 for three. Um, and then on that last drive, they they choose it was, I think it was a fourth and four. Uh, they choose not to go for the fourth down, uh, and and go go for a 52 yard field goal with a kicker who no, I don't think he should be in the NFL. So I think they 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 had a situation where Campbell overcoached him. Um, so, and unfortunately their defense couldn't hold up. They had a 10 point lead in the fourth and in typical Lion fashion, they blow it. But um, with that being said, Jared Goff's having a really good season. I think he's only thrown up maybe one or two picks and Deandre Swift had a shoulder. Sorry, uh, Randall, that, that, that happened. I know he's your guy. Um, oh wait, no, that's that's Brandon's guy. I forgot. That's Brandon's I, guy. I'm Williams. So I'm yeah, a- yeah. But yeah, I mean, so that gave an opportunity for Jamal um to uh swing his hips left and right uh more than two times, which drew a penalty flag, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh I, I think I think the Lions are they're, they're 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 right there. They're right there in uh Minnesota. Uh I mean, I think the Eagles may have exposed them a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think they're as good as advertised. And, and I think that pendulum in the NFC North is swinging a little bit. So, uh, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I, I don't think he's ever going to wow you. And in, in as long as these corners are, are absolutely locking up Justin Jefferson, they're, they're having a rough time. So, uh, it could be a long season for Minnesota. Uh, the division maybe not be as easy as I thought, but it's gonna be a grind. But the Lions pretty much gave that game away. They should have won. I should be going into Ford Field on Sunday against the the Seahawks, the Sea Chickens, two on one, but they're one and two. So but they're on their way.
0: JP, throw throw your two cents on that being a Lions fan too. Um I think that a lot of the game, especially on those last two drives they're
1: playing not to lose instead of being aggressive and playing to win. There was a lot of those long developing run plays that were getting stuffed. You know what I mean? And you, and then Imani, warrior, six pass interference calls didn't help at all. You lose your captain, all pro safety and Tracy Walker. I mean, the team's banged up. Swift was on Mm a pitch count Uh, and the team looks even more banged up this week. So it's once again, it's, it's dark in Detroit as a Lions fan.
0: All right, Robbie Davis, I want to move over, and uh, I've got JP going to comment on some Raiders things. Do you have a Lions comment you'd like to make, or can we move on to the Titans and Raiders?
3: Oh, yeah, no. I don't want to pretend that
0: like I watched that game. Okay. The only <laughs> I have to, say about, game, the I have to say
3: about the game is Kirk Cousins is a damn bomb. <laughs> All right, go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, he's a bum. Okay. Titans and Riders. Titans pull out a big victory. Yeah,
3: so my thoughts about this game are I don't know what to think, right? So obviously I of the Titans to win. But I think the Jags better than the Titans. I'm scared the Colts better than the Titans. And so, I don't want us to be eight and eight or whatever the numbers are now. Eight and nine nine, nine or nine nine and seven or nine and eight, whatever they are. I like 16 better. For whatever reason, that math is easier for me. But nonetheless, (laughs) says the attorney, I don't want us to be middle of the road. Give us a good draft pick or give us a playoff championship. I I think the Titans window has closed. Yeah, he beat the Raiders. Raiders are bums. Josh McDaniels, um, <laughs> he may not want to be a head coach. He's failing again. In the AFC um, Al, West. Or, uh, not Al Davis. Uh, Mark Davis. Already sit down one-on-one with him. Um, but the Titans, I mean, win by two against the Raiders who aren't very good. And I just don't like this team. And so I don't want us to be in the middle of the pack, though. But it was entertaining, I guess. Um, what do you say about the Titans not scoring the second half? I mean, it was an ugly game.
0: Might as well be watching the damn Lions. Hey, I, I think you described it. They're middle of the pack. Yeah. yeah. All the money the Raiders spent on uh, on a wide receiver, they look very pedestrian this point with josh mcdaniels yeah well i think that
1: the good news is is the afc highly acclaimed afc west <laughs> through three weeks has been very underwhelming Oof. you look at it denver looks dead uh-huh. um, justin herbert's ribs are dead <laughs> there was some problems on the home front in kansas city so i think you can still make a strong case that this thing's wide open i mean look at you, you got Adams, you got Jacobs, you got Waller, you got some weapons. They got to get it together, but they also have two premier pass rushers with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, which you don't see on a lot of NFL rosters. So as far as a winless team in the NFL, I think that they do have a chance because I
2: I think that division's very overrated. Yeah. In three Thanks. weeks, in three weeks, the, the, those opinions have really changed. Oh yeah.
0: So, I'm going to throw it, throw it at you too, JP. The team I think opinions everyone's changed on too. Jags, a 38, yeah. Chargers, 10. What's your opinion of the Jags now, two and one? I think Trevor Lawrence looks like the guy that we thought he may look like.
1: And then uh, you got Robinson, who's been the guy this year, he's been the touchdown guy over ETN. I thought that they had a young def- They got a- some good players on their defense. Some young guys. Uh, to be honest with you, they're my biggest surprise so far in the NFL. There's no question.
0: Good, 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 good. All right, I lost my notes for a second. Uh, let me. Uh,
2: yeah, I I'll plus, agree with you. Plus, uh, they've got they've got a they got a proven coach and and Peterson. Yeah, who's who's uh, it you makes know makes a, a difference when you have an adult in the room. He's yeah, no doubt about it. He's he's a quarterback. He's been there in the league and yep. and he's he's won a Super Bowl, so uh it it's 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 funny I think you guys posted something uh in the in the chat or in the text thread uh that he's now tied for fifth all-time and and wins as a Jacksonville Jaguar head coach <laughs> with two. <laughs> so, it don't take much. Um yeah.
0: Tom, before you – while you're sitting there, let's go ahead. Uh, I know you you, you uh, kind of scanned through the Bucks packers game, which I reported recorded that and watched that trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers have no offensive identity. The Bucks are the most injured team in the NFL. I really think these are two teams that could end up spiraling down, except for it is Tom Brady.
2: But what was your impression of just your quick view of the game? Uh, I I don't think either quarterbacks trust who they have right now. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers looks very hesitant to put the ball downfield. He's he's relying heavily on uh, Bob Tunyon and and uh, he'll he'll really lean on Lazard now that he's back. But um, uh, neither one of them have an offensive line. I mean. Tampa Bay's offensive line has been depleted which you know is unfortunate but Brady yeah he's you know he'll have Mike Evans back this week which will help but three of his other receivers are all questionable so it's going to be a tough road um and I'm not too sure Brady made the right decision to come back this year because he might lose his wife and another chance at a ring but um, (laughs) it it was fired it, it was a uh it was definitely a lackluster game, uh, lots of turnovers. And, and 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 here's the question that I got out of it. How much does Tom Brady miss Gronkowski?
0: A lot.
1: A lot. How much does he miss Chris Godwin? Even yeah. more.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and, and here's the thing about it. I don't know if the answer is there. We all know that Brady is the ultimate competitor, but we don't know. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, are those guys able to, after their success, to put it together? Uh, Robbie slipped out. JP, I'll uh, I'll go to you. The other soccer of the weekend, the parental team that we we've all talked about on this show and every show I've ever listened to. Buffalo Bills go down to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, are the for real? Uh, Are the Bills for real? Dolphins is the Dolphins or is the Dolphins for real?
1: Oh. Uh, I think so. I think you look at last year; they posted a top defense, and to build off a, uh, you know, Ed. So you got Tyreek Hill and you got Jalen Waddell. I mean, that's that's quite a bit to deal with. You know what I mean? I think they've uh, bolstered their run game a little bit with Edmonds and uh, Moster.
2: I think they're. I think they can compete and they can challenge. Here's here's a stat I'll give you, as far as that game is concerned. That that tells me that Miami. Uh, defense is legitimate. Oh yeah, Buffalo ran 90 plays to M- Miami's 39, uh, and and they were able to contain uh, Josh Allen. Now, do they have the ultimate advantage as a home field team? How their stadium is designed, whereas their sideline the entire game is shaded and the opponents is not. It was yeah. about 110 degrees on the field, and Buffalo was in that sweltering sun the entire game. Uh, that that may have been a big factor while they completely looked flat, but I still think Buffalo runs runs away with that that division.
0: So the University of Tennessee did redesign their field to get their home bench in the, in the shade. I mean – Average temperatures in the 90s to kick off. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big deal. Yeah. All right, guys. I want to get around to some games this weekend, and I'm not looking for bet your nuts predictions. I'm just looking for your gut reactions. No, no, no huge breakdown, but I brought four games. I'm gonna add the Titans to it. Nationals beat the Braves in 10 innings, three to two. Uh Mets still tied. Let's start. We talked about it just a minute ago. Let's start with the Titans and the Colts. And I'm not talking about line. I'm just talking about the football game and who wins the football game. Robbie, Titans and Colts. So, I
3: think the Titans have uh reestablished Henry and also the NFL home field is the most overrated stat in sports now. Like mm-hmm. It's all just fizzing fans going, people selling tickets. All these new super stadiums um, are diminishing the home field. And don't get me started about this new Titan Stadium that they're going to build. I'll go off the rails. But anyways, um, I like the Titans in this one. I just think is better than Ryan. Henry's better than Taylor at the moment. And then the Colts. Have a better defense, but I think it's going to be offset, so I'm going Titans. JP.
1: Uh, I think the Coltons. I think the Coltons. The Colts
3: found a little something with Matt Ryan last
1: week. I think Henry's going to get rolling just like he did last year at this point in the season. I'll go Colts. Tom. Tom, Tom.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, like the Colts got found a little something. I think Tennessee did too. Um, and if they can play like they did the first drive in buffalo a couple weeks ago um they have a chance i like tennessee in this game for the fact that king henry is um maybe finding his legs and when he gets rolling um it's hard to beat that team so uh, i'm not i'm not sold on the colts they only they only scored what 19 last week so um it's not like their offense is rolling so give me the titans
0: Uh, I'll go with the Colts uh, just simply because I do think they found something. And uh, I've been the biggest here already. So no point in getting off the train right now. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, We'll start with JP on this one. Jags Eagles. Uh, I I think this is a test of the two hottest teams, maybe in the NFL.
1: Well, the Peterson's returned to his old team. Uh, I don't think any quarterback in the league you can argue is playing as good as Jalen hurts right now. And they're firing on all cylinders and they have a defense that they can bring to the party. I like the Eagles.
2: Tom. Two weeks ago, when you asked me this question uh, about this game, or if you were to ask me the question, I would have probably laughed and said Jacksonville shouldn't even get off the plane. Uh, that tells you the state of the NFL. Two weeks, there's a lot has changed. Um, what what Jacksonville did last week was impressive. Yeah, you know, Herbert's got some rib issues, but irregardless, they went in and they, they put a hurting on the chargers. So, with that being said, going into uh Philly, uh it's a really good team. If not, maybe the best team in the NFL. Maybe definitely the NFC. It's gonna be close, but give me the Eagles. Robbie Jags Eagles. Yeah, so
3: so this is a what you saw recently versus what you should know watching consistently. Um Eagles open minus six, they're up to six five. Eagles are a much better football team. They run the ball, they pass the ball, hurts, AJ Brown,
0: Devontae Smith, Eagles roll, give me the Eagles. This is my bet you're nuts. So I will wait. I will wait to the end to give my prediction. But this, Randall's bet you're nuts is going to come in this game. So let's, uh, um, uh, Chiefs Bucks, who gets right?
2: Well, this game's going to be played at, uh, in Minnesota. So right. you can take. You can take home field advantage, but as Robbie says, um, it doesn't really matter anymore. But um, I I think the Chiefs get right here. Um, I think that playbook opens up. Um, Tampa Bay, just unless they can get healthy miraculously, it's going to be tough. Um, Give me the Chiefs. Robbie.
3: Of
0: the Chiefs and who? The Chiefs? Bucks.
3: Oh, man, I think these are two teams falling off a cliff. Um, Brady's getting old. Yes, I'll say it, if no one else will. Brady's getting old for our eyes. He's getting old. He should have retired. Um, but Mahomes doesn't have weapons anymore. And Mahomes is cocky.
0: <laughs> uh, okay,
3: I'm gonna go Brady by field goal, but I hate it. I would don't, kids, don't bet this. Do not bet this game. Don't bet it. It's
1: only David. one right now. Um. Okay. So you got Mike Evans coming back this week. I think Godwin's gonna play limited. I like the Bucs secondary and their front seven against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going with the goat,
0: Tom.
2: That was much oh, more are, than I was. Uh, I, I give it was the first one. I already, I already gave my oh, my prediction. Me. I like Leonard Fournette
0: to have a huge day. And I, I like I like the Bucks. So who's up next on the next game? Is it Robbie? Are you up first? Yeah, what do we got? Rammers. Ram Rammers? Rams.
2: The Ramrods. The Rammers.
0: The Rammers Niners.
2: <laughs> Pardon the pun. San Francisco Ramers. So,
3: people that have been watching us for a while know my distaste for the Niners and the Jets for what they did in the draft, I think, two or three years ago. So, I cannot get over that management. Like, not that I necessarily love the Rams, um, but I hate the Niners because... They drafted Trey Lance. They traded three first-round picks for him or whatever they did. That is so idiotic. And I just don't trust them, so I'm going the Rams. Um, and then the Jets, whoever, whoever plays the Jets, I, I bet against them also.
0: All right. Robbie Davis, how to win money and influence people. JP, is
2: hatred,
1: straight anger and hatred. Well, yes. I think that uh, I think the Rams are struggling to find an identity without. I think they miss Odell, oh. and I think they miss Whitworth at left tackle. Also, struggling to find an identity with no identity, in my opinion, is the 49ers outside of Debo Samuel. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Rams.
0: I think the the lesser of two evils prevails. I think you're right
2: that uh, serve two evils Tom uh this game uh you maybe beginning of the year or so you would have said it could have been played uh had been based on their offense I don't think either team has an offense to write home about uh Jimmy G looked Garry. as he and he was caught on camera uh basically mouthing these are dumb plays or something to that effect. So there might be a little bit of infighting between him and Kyle Shanahan. Um, So that being said, this game's in San Francisco. San Francisco has a hell of a defense. Uh, They tend to be the thorn on the Rams side during the regular season, and they certainly was the case last year, uh, winning both of those games. So give me San Francisco on a, maybe a field goal fest. This is really going to be ugly. A lot of sacks. Um, I, I think JP's right. Uh, Stafford does not have that go-to guy because, um, you know, outside of cup, um, I think Odell was the, the X factor and him not being there. They haven't replaced him. So yeah, give, give me the Niners by a field goal. I'm going to give you DFS advice for your Monday single slate lineup. Play dope, both defenses
0: and both kickers because it might be that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally, I, I like the Niners to win at home. All right, so let's jump over. We got four top ten worthy matchups, and let's get through those real fast. Uh, JP, let's start with Okie State Baylor, and I think this is truly the two best teams in the Big Twelve.
1: I think you're right. Um, I think you know Baylor's been underdogs in a couple games this year i think they're disrespecting my boy dave Miranda out there uh but i think it's going to come down to i don't think oklahoma state can play very much defense mm-hmm. so i think if baylor can get some timely stops late in the fourth quarter i like baylor pull it out
2: tom baylor with the big win last week i iowa state um and to piggyback off what jp said uh oklahoma state gave up 44 at home to the uh fire up chips of central michigan in week one their defense is suspect uh give me baylor uh baylor's this is a home game for baylor correct yes okay give me baylor i like baylor
0: uh robbie
2: yeah home field still means something in
3: college i like the home team I like Baylor. Baylor's got a good atmosphere on the lake there. Um, even though Oklahoma State's good, I'll,
0: I'll, give me the home team. I'll take Baylor. So I literally am going to pick Baylor, and I'm going to tell you why. My boss shows up at work one day, and uh, it's a female, an older lady, and she's talking about you know her son, our grandson, is a punter at a football team program. And she's brought it up about twice in the last four years. Turns out her son is Isaac Power, the punter for Baylor. And I'm like, you you should be riding this one. You should be getting free lunches off of this. Give me Baylor uh, to win it. Uh, and I'll be picking Baylor the rest of the year because I'm trying to get Isaac to appear on River City Media. All right, Robbie, in the SEC matchup, we have two top ten matchups. So let's get them both at the same time. Kentucky, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas.
3: Did you hear what Lane Kevin said about Ole Miss fans? Yes. Um, and, and I don't know. Someone said it, and I will echo that sentiment. That this is why Lane Kevin will walk back to Knoxville is he's Absolutely. complaining about fans being in the stands at halftime when they run out. Um, Yeah, Lane Kiffin misses Knoxville. He does, 100%. Um, But back to your predictions, uh, Ole Miss versus Arkansas? Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, I'll take Kentucky. Um, They're better coach. They have better players. And um,
2: what's the spread?
0: Uh, I don't have the spreads in front of me, but I can get it.
2: It's Ole, of, Ole Miss seven. Record. They're Ole Miss is giving seven.
0: Ole Miss minus
3: seven. Oh, good God! Kentucky and the points. And if any of you guys want to bet, I'll match your wager.
0: All right, JP. All right, how about Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Robbie? Oh, Alabama. All right, JP. Kentucky, um, Alabama, Arkansas. I'm going to
1: go with, uh, I think, Will Levis. So the game's at Ole Miss, correct? Yes. I think Levis and the boys are going to go on the road, and I think they're going to get the upset. And I can't stand Lane Kiffin, so I'd love to see it. And then uh, I really like K.J. Jefferson, and I really like
3: Sam Pittman.
1: I want to have me an ice-cold beer, too. But uh, I like Alabama.
3: Be careful. Randall's a Lane Kiffin
0: lover. I love Lane Kiffin. Go ahead. I have a. I still Never mind. Tom, what do you have?
2: Uh, you you can't discount what Kentucky was able to do going down to the swamp in winning. I I think Will Levis right now, he's a first round pick in next uh, next year's draft. Kentucky's got a better overall team. Uh, I don't trust Lane Kiffin uh, in big games. Uh, give me. Uh, UK all day, Uh, and with Alabama-Arkansas. I can see this game being close. It's in Arkansas. Those Sueys are going to be really uh, snorting and snorting in the first half. Um, Arkansas, coming off a bad loss last week, uh, are going to be ready to play, and they're going to come out hot. First half's going to be close. Second half, not going to be close. Uh, Give me Alabama.
0: All right, one more game of – Uh, somewhat uh well not somewhat national perspective uh ACC maybe game of the year North Carolina State Clemson Tom break that down to start
2: so NC State's in the top 10 for the first time in how many years Uh, I heard a stat the other day which is pretty incredible they've Devin Leary is he's a proven quarterback I think um this is going to be a tough task. This game is in Clemson, though, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. So I I I think that's a tough tough pill to swallow for for a team that's you know just now uh, starting to get their groove. Um, Clemson's got the offense, so I, I I can see this being a good game. I I think because this game is down there in Death Valley, I think Clemson pulls it out. I, it wouldn't shock me if if NC State covers because right now it's uh, Clemson minus six and a half. So it, it, I think it might be a little bit closer than that. But give me give me a uh, Clemson. Let me throw my pick in because I didn't put it the last uh, the last
0: games. Lane the Fighting Lane Kiffins get the win, but Kentucky covers. Alabama rolls Arkansas, and Clemson rolls North Carolina State. Robbie,
3: not so fast, my friend. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Not so fast.
3: North Carolina State is always a thorn in the side of Clemson. And this year they may have a team to compete with them. I'm betting North Carolina State money line. I think Ooh. they beat Clemson at Clemson because Clemson fans have gotten cocky. They're usually just winning. They're just going to show up out emotion. NC State wins.
1: If you want to give away your money, I'll send you my cash app after the show.
3: Oh, absolutely. How much do you want to bet?
0: (laughs) There's gambling reckless speculation. You all have to partake in this outside of reckless speculation. (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a rule we made. When I say outrageous stuff, Robbie Betts tries to bet me every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you think the different on this?
3: Hey, no, uh I'll, JP, uh, give me. Uh, we will put the odds on. I'll take NC State money line.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> well, look at gamble. Here's <laughs> my pick.
0: After the hour, I'll text each other phone numbers.
1: So, <laughs> NC State is overblown. Uh, they escaped a near loss against East Carolina in the first game that they should have lost. Yep. Uh and like I said earlier, DJ Ungulate is playing the best football of his career. Uh I think Brian Brisset, the big guys on the Clemson defensive line, I think just too much for the uh Wolfpack. I'm going Clemson.
0: All right. And we got gambling on the side. So what
2: can
0: we <laughs> all right, guys? Real quick, uh break the news, Braves lost. Mets are in extra innings a four-four. Major League Baseball, and I don't want to spend long on this, they face a major decision. And I do think in playoff atmosphere baseball, home field advantage is a big deal. Right now, it appears that the Braves and Mets will be moved. The Mets win 5-4.
2: Okay. Power move. Power move, just
3: stop the yeah, screen you just, We
2: don't care, the, like, just wait a second Let's
3: you, win 5-4 shows <laughs> will be here when, we, when I get back <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves
2: Oh, oh. well, I mean, I, I think you look in that division I know I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are, Robbie But I know it's, it's going to come down to this weekend And I think what, what Randall's going to talk about is how is the hurricane gonna you know, affect this this series? You, you you know
3: my opinion on baseball is my opinion the same thing as NASCAR.
0: Why are we doing it right now? Why? Because this is playoff baseball. This is this no. is this is playoff baseball. I you can't help ad- but T V numbers matter. That mute button is a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It does come down to you've played 160 games and you have a home field advantage for three games that gets you out of playing in a divisional round and moves you a whole step up. If you are the Braves and this playoff series gets moved, is it a disadvantage or is it, Robbie says, it doesn't matter? You're in the playoffs. All it is is the
2: playoffs. Tom? It's a big disadvantage. I think the, the the division was weighing on this game, playing this series being played in Atlanta. And uh, by the looks of it, I, I don't see how that's going to happen. I know we're a couple days away and that storm is moving really slow, but it looks like by Friday th- this thing's going to, you know, obviously it's not going to be a hurricane by the time it hits it, but um, it's going to be a, a big disadvantage because you look uh, – Mets fans will travel. New York fans will travel. So if they put this thing in, in another stadium where Mets fans are, you know, easily can commute to it, it, it there goes that home field advantage. And when, when, you know, they're doing the tomahawk chop and the Braves are rolling, I, I think that's as good of a home field advantage as anybody in in baseball. So um, this storm really could uh, disrupt the landscape of this year's playoffs, you know, if, if it comes into play here,
0: I I'm going to say, uh, and JP, I'll get your input here too. As a Braves fan, I'm absolutely. Atlanta is the best home field in baseball. If you can avoid playing three extra games, your chances to win the world series are increased. I'd say 10 bowls. Uh, you're, you're now, If you play in the wild card and it goes three games, game one and end the LDS, you've got your fourth pitcher going against their number one. Your whole team is out of sequence. So uh, the Mets winning tonight might might make it mute because now it it forces the Braves uh, to maybe even swift that series in Atlanta. But, JP, if this was Detroit and they were moving it to say, let's move it to St. Louis, how would you feel as a fan? Uh
1: I mean, we're talking about baseball.
0: <laughs> um, Don't make me put you on mute too. You're not. Know to
1: <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's a big disadvantage, and that's uh, you know that's that would be unfortunate. Um, uh, so I'm assuming that the Braves are going to get moved with hurricane yeah. implications. Yeah, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, if it was the playoffs and the Tigers were in it and it was in St. Louis, I'd probably drive there because. That never happens anymore, but I I, I think Braves fans Braves fans would travel, but you know, obviously you'd like to be at home, so it's a big disadvantage.
0: Moving it to the talk is moving it to Houston possibly. So, ah, well, hey. all right, guys, that's all we had for tonight's show. thank God we made it an hour and thirty six minutes. Robbie, do you have a baseball comment? I don't even to talk on baseball. Okay, so.
3: That's what I've been waiting for all night. Look, <laughs> baseball's problem is the same problem that NASCAR has.
0: No, 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 it's not because baseball's. Yes, it is. It,
3: I promise you, it is. <laughs> you cannot schedule your season to end when football season begins. It's as simple as that. I don't care when you're just if you if you're. Baseball, play double headers. Stop your game at Labor Day. Same with racing. Like, stop it. Cause when you get into football season, football monopolizes it. I'm I promise you. Look at ESP and look at like Fox. No one cares about baseball right now except for you baseball freaks. And <laughs> that's not, <laughs> I'm not trying to uh Ostracize you guys, but that's like that's how the media works. Like, you look at no one
0: cares, <laughs> I no one gives a so Robbie. Before you say a word <laughs> <laughs> outside of NFL is Major League Baseball. Was that million, the highest watched sport outside of base uh, football? is major league baseball. It is the second most popular sport in the nation. And there's a large portion of the nation that baseball wait are you telling me football. baseball is more popular than college football? Nope, did not say that. I said it's the second most viewed sport beside professional sport. Yeah. So
3: besides. imagine imagine if you took your playoffs, and you didn't go against those, and you put them in August, before that popular two sports started, then you could have huge ratings. I'm just trying to help people. <laughs> it still it still gets 12 million people, so it's not... No, but... That's like being like, I, hey, I sold 12 Debbie's at my so big scale. Four, but if I did it in other yeah. sport, if I did it a month later, I could sell 60 Debbie's. Look, so, just I'm trying to make more money for people.
0: NBA and in basketball and NASCAR, you've got a window here, February to August. Get your whole weekend. No, Bro, just. <laughs> moving on.
3: NASCAR. NASCAR. So, I told you guys, I listened to the NASCAR radio today. They're like, oh, how can we compete against the NFL? Well, damn it, don't go on Sundays in the NFL. Has football. Finish it like that. That's the most obvious thing in the world.
0: All right. So, let's get to the most obvious thing in the world. Where are you going to put your money this weekend, Robbie? Day? So, this weekend... um,
3: let me, let me look at my odds. I have prepared. Hold on. Hold on. So, I, I've i actually been hot in the NFL, which is very rare for me. <clears throat> Let's look at the schedule here.
0: Um, Do JP, want me to put- how'd you like the first show? Do you want me to move on to someone else? Let's go. Give me a second. Tom, go ahead with what you got on your Bet Your Nuts.
2: All right. Uh, my Bet Your Nuts this week might be the uh, – uh, Snooze game of the year in the NFL. You have uh, a, a team that who knows what they're going to do against a team that well can't get a quarterback to complete fifty percent of the passes. Uh,
0: Cardinals, it.
2: Cardinals, Panthers, um, Arizona going into uh, Carolina, Carolina giving the Cardinals one and a half. I that's ridiculous to me. Give me Kyler Murray. In the battle of mediocrity, uh to win. And as a bonus bonus nut, I'm gonna go with uh Ryan Blaney plus uh twelve hundred to win at Talladega. He's got two wins under his belt in the last ten races there. So Ryan Blaney plus twelve hundred to win plus four hundred to finish third. Wow. Did that inspire you now? Yep. I am so
3: I am now copying Tom. He copied me a few times. I love Ryan Blaney. Plus twelve hundred. Yes, I'm laying it down. hundred bucks. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred bucks in my pocket.
0: Love it. All right, JP. What have you got this week? Well, month? I kept mine a little tighter than theirs, but
1: um, I'm looking at Miami and Cincinnati tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. Uh numbers started at minus three for the Bengals. It's up to minus four. Uh, I like the Bengals at minus four, uh, minus 108. Uh, I think uh, Miami's coming off of two tough battles against Baltimore and against the Bills, and uh, sure two is a little banged up. So I think they very well could have shot their wad. They got to go on the road. <laughs> I think this, this is going to be their come-down week. All
2: right. Pardon My- pardon the fun. <laughs> Shot the rod, come down. <laughs> Bartle
0: uh, going. I've already told you the game mine comes from. And the Jags lost to the commanders in week one. Beat the Colts in week two 24-nothing. Beat the Chargers 38 to 10 in week three. Uh, to me, though, the hottest team in the NFL and maybe the best team in the NFL at this point—it can change through the, the year—is that. But the number I like, and the thing that that jumps out to me, is that total of forty-seven. I think that number is a little, a well, I think it's wrong. I, 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 I think both teams are capable of putting up a lot of points. I think both teams have good defenses, but I just don't see not covering that number. So, I want to go Jags and Eagles. Uh, the number I have right now over 47. Jags and Eagles over 47. And also, I like the Eagles playing the points. So, But my official bet you're nuts is over 47.
3: So, I just want to reiterate, Blaney at plus twelve hundred. He's a favorite with Byron, Larson, Logano, and Hamlin, Chase Elliott. Which means this is a free for all. So pick one of those four. That's plus twelve hundred bucks and be happy. But mm-hmm. I like I like Tom's pick at Blaney.
0: I'm rolling with it. All right, Mister Davis. Go ahead and just throw out your last words for the night, then. Um, last words of the night
3: are: um, reckless speculation um, for reasons that are not going to be public is going to get a lot better. I think um, we're going to have a lot more fun. Yes, and um, I think uh, everyone will enjoy it more. Um, and so I can't wait till uh, JP. Thanks for being the guest, ho- guest uh, host, guest host, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> and you're welcome back at any time. But I yeah. think uh, regular speculation is going to be a lot better in the upcoming months. The football season, basketball season, March Madness. Uh, looking forward to
0: uh, what we grow to now. We can cut ourselves loose a little bit. Um, JP, final words for the night. And by the way, y'all, I will tell you. JP's in the future of river city media in some way, there's going to be a show developed around it. I've, I've talked about, I want a separate big 10 show, a separate ACC or sec show. So as we go, I'm sure JP is going to be a permanent part of river city media. This was our first time to work in, but JP, you're very knowledgeable and thank you very much for jumping in. Welcome. And, I plan on stealing YouTube from, from the other podcasting network. So figured yep. we'll figure it out down the road. It may not all happen in 2022. Yeah. Definitely be a spot for you anytime you want to jump on. Go ahead, buddy. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to step outside of sports for a minute. We all know what's going on in Florida. Um, I have a lot of family down there in that Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda area that are kind of hunkered down right now. They're holding on to their cell phones for the last little bit of power. Until what they got left, so if everybody can just, you know, whatever you believe in or whatever, say something, you know what I mean, and uh, try to keep them in your thoughts. Uh, We'll figure out more here tomorrow and as time goes on, but uh, definitely keeping them in our thoughts and uh, willing, everything will be okay.
0: Absolutely. Some things uh, exceed sports and importance, and that's one of them. Tom Sloan sir
2: yeah I mean JP hit the you know hit the head man uh, it's definitely trying times for those people down in Florida um, but with with the future of reckless speculation uh, uh, gonna be widening um, one thing that I love about this show is is we don't always talk sports 100%. We're gonna be able to hit on some other subjects now that I think might attract a different kind of an audience and um, you know, more and more will come out a, a, as, as we go on. But um, uh, I think the future of this, this network, uh, the, the, the people that provide content for this network, I think the future is, 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 is bright and bringing uh, uh, somebody with the knowledge of JP on board to, to do a, a, a big 10 show uh, only makes it better. Uh, he brings, a huge follower base with him, which only makes, uh, uh, visibility to the, to the Facebook page, to our show, and to your other shows that much more. So I definitely look forward to doing uh, more projects with him in the future, but definitely, um, keep, keep those people down in Florida in your prayers and not only Florida, you know, things going to go up into Georgia from what it looks like, but, um, you just you keep you can't take life for granted. I mean, there's people that here uh living living on uh in beautiful homes or whatever yesterday, now they're gone, literally floated down the down the road. So um life isn't always about sports. There is life too, and and um you know what? Don't take it for granted because here one day, gone the next.
0: I can't I got nothing nails to add that was beautifully said, and do pray for the people in Florida. I know one other thing about River City Media. There is one person that needs less camera time, and that is yours truly, because I'm sick of looking at myself on every show, too. So if I get more shows developed, I can fire myself off of the air. And uh, yes, I'm reckless speculation, but it's nice. I get no more thrill than sitting in my bedroom and watching you guys on content. I, I've, a couple of times I've set out a wreck it's great. It's enjoyable. You all are all so knowledgeable. It just, it it makes me wonder, uh, you know, ESPN has a bunch of research people and stats people. We, we've got this in our head with very little, Mm -hmm. this is just our lives and we live our life for sports, but reckless speculation is a part of that. And JP, again, thank you. Thank you, JP. 1.8 the 1.8 billion people without power right now um mm. i haven't been through a few hurricane or a few tornados in one hurricane it's a scary thing you know well,
3: and i don't know much about nonprofits. I don't, know, I don't know much about setting things up but if 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 you want to if if we can it's probably off topic or off camera topic but
0: um i should cut off topic and we, we can talk about it Absolutely. Um, I just want to finish up and say thank you to everyone that took your time to stay with us. We got done under two hours. Congratulations. Good night. God bless. And we're out of here.